Have you ever taken just a few moments and just paused and, and let yourself be enraptured with God's creation? To just think about all the things that he has done, his imagination, his creative designs, all the varieties of patterns and colors and the things that are there. If you just looked up into the sky and been amazed at all the stars and all the things that are there and knowing that God knows every one of those stars by name as we look at it and all the things that are part of it or a majestic mountain range or look across the fields of wildflowers or grain or whatever it may be, God's creative power. To think about just the human body and all the intricacies of every moving part and everything that is, makes up the human body and that we are. The genius of God and the amazing work of God is overwhelming as we begin to think about it. But above all of these things, all this creative work that God has done, there's one work that is far exceeds that work, far exceeds what God has done in all of that creation as we look at it and as we understand that and come to that. In Ephesians chapter 2 and in verse 10, we find that explained to us. I'm going to start at verse 4 and read through, but verse 10 is the focus that I want to look at this morning as we stand together for a moment and look at God and let God's Word speak to our hearts and, and understand what it says. Beginning in verse 4 in Ephesians chapter 2 and reading through verse 10. And as we do that, remember we're focusing on verse 10 when we get there. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved, through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that anyone, no one can boast. For this is the verse that you want you to pay attention to really this morning. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Pray with me. Father, this morning, as we look at this verse and, and, and examine it and just allow it to speak into our hearts, I pray that the Holy Spirit will truly be our teacher and be the one that opens up our minds and our hearts to, to receive and to understand the reality of what you're teaching us through this great word that you've given us who are your children and being a part of it. I pray, Father, that you would just overwhelm us with your work with your grace, with your mercy, with your love, and that we would understand that because of your great work in our lives, we have a responsibility to share that work with the world around us. Teach us this morning, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. As we look about this verse and everything, there's a, that first part of it, God says we are his workmanship. Now, the word workmanship is a word that means, in its, in its root meaning, it means poem, or a work in progress, like a work of art, something that's being made, something like that is going on and being a part of it as we look at it. And so, so God is saying that you and I are God's workmanship as we see and understand that word and look at it. So what, what does that mean as we deal with it? And I've already mentioned that man is God's ultimate creation, but that's not what he's talking about here. That's not the word, the idea behind this particular word at this particular time. As he looks at it and as he understands it, what he's talking about is that there's a far greater work even than the creation of mankind, which was the crown of his creation. And that work is his second creation. 
The creation in which Christ, grace comes into your life and my life and recreates us. We destroyed and distorted the creation of God when we sinned and all separated ourselves from God and all things that happened. But by grace, God has come into your life and in my life by the work of Christ and in recreation has started a new work in our lives and being a part of who we are and being a part of that. See, only the twice created can understand the idea of this concept of workmanship and what God is doing in your life and in my life as he makes us the people of God that he wants us to be and understand the things that are happening here. Paul's telling us that we're a masterpiece. Have you ever been to a museum, an art museum, or something like that, and, and you've walked in and you've seen maybe hanging on the wall all these masterpieces of artwork and master designs or sculptures that have been there or whatever the case may be, and you look and you see all those? Have you ever thought about, have you understood that every time you walk through the doors of this sanctuary, that you're walking into the greatest art gallery the world has ever known. For here, sitting in this room, are masterpieces of God's work. I want you to take a moment. Look around. No, I mean it. Take a moment. Look around. I'm not just talking to myself. Go ahead. Look around. Every person you see is a masterpiece. A masterpiece of the work of God and the grace of God and what he's doing and what he's about as you look and understand that and knowing. That's what he wants us to realize is that God is at work in your life. He's at work in my life and he's creating a work that is so amazing and so beyond compare that there's nothing that can ever stand against it. We're all the masterpieces of God's great work and the things that are there. And imagine even a little bit more with me because written across the canvas of your life is God, the creator. He's the one who has created that work in your life. He's the one that's doing this amazing work. And so across this masterpiece, God has signed His name. You belong to Him. You're His creation. You're the work of grace that God has done and being a part of it. Now, that doesn't speak to every person. Those who have chosen not to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, those who will not acknowledge what God has done by grace are not included in that. They're not a piece of the masterwork. They're not a piece of this creative masterpiece that God has done. They can be. God wants them to be. He desires for them to be. All people can be. There's no one that are beyond the reach of God's grace. And he has a design and a plan for every life. But only those who have responded to that grace, only those who have accepted the work of God in their life are those who experience this great work of art, this great working of God's grace as he molds us and shapes us and moves us into the form that he wants us to be as he sees us and works in our life. We are. And you need to understand that. The scripture says you are. Not you will be, not someday you can hope to be, or it's a nice dream that you can have. No, you are, if you are a child of God, saved by grace, you are a masterpiece of God's grace. But what's that all mean? What, what is it talking about as we look at that and understand that together? The Bible says as we go on and look at that verse that we are God's workmanship created for Christ Jesus for good works. For good works. Now, we know that the Scripture teaches very clearly that no one can be right with God by works. Even the verses that I read explain to us that we're saved by grace, not by works, because if we could be saved by works, we'd all be walking around patting ourselves on the back and telling everybody what great people we are. Now, some of us do that anyway, but that's really not what we ought to be doing. We're saved by grace. It's a work of God. God did it all. We didn't do any of it. 
God did everything that needed to be done in order for us to be saved. Everything that could be done for us to be saved. And all that you and I can do is respond to that gift, receive that gift, and accept it and say to God with all the depths of our heart, Father, thank you that you could love me so much, that you could forgive so much in my life, that you could take this and make a work of art, a masterpiece out of it. Thank you, Father. For doing that. So it's not, he's not saying that we're saved by the works that we do when he talks about this workmanship and the good works. He's telling us as an evidence of the good work of the salvation in our life, as an evidence of our salvation, as an evidence that we've experienced grace, we will be doing good works. We will be doing the things God has called us to do and to be a, a part of those kind of things. But there's a, a clarification there for us because the Bible says here, as we look at it, it's not that we'll just do the, it's good works. And since only God is good, that means it's not your work and my work out of our physical ability. It's not something that we do, but it's rather God's work in us and through us that he's talking about. Good works like prayer, good works like worship, good works like giving in ministry and being a part of touching people's lives and forgiveness and kindness and love and peace. Those kinds of things are the works of God that are the good works that God is looking for in your life and producing in your life in my life. You'll remember the scripture says in Matthew as Jesus was talking, that you and I are to let our light so shine before men that, God, that the world will see our good works and what? Say, man, that person is really great. I wish I could be just like that guy. That's not what it says. You know that. It says, see our good works and glorify God. That they will see the evidence of God in your life and the evidence of God in my life. And they'll understand and know that there's no way we could do those kind of works. There's no way we could accomplish those kinds of things in our own strength, in our own ability, in our own talents. But rather it is the work of God in our life. It is the Holy Spirit moving in and through our lives and touching our lives and being a part of that. And so we're told here that we're, to, we're, we're God's creation. We're His workmanship. He's molding us and shaping us. We're masterpieces of the grace of God. And as we are those masterpieces, we were created for good works for the glory of Christ Jesus as we look at it, but there's something more. This verse is full. I wish you would stay here all day and not go to eat and just let me talk to you about it. But there's, just, there's more here to deal with and to talk about. For he said, not only are these good works, but they were created for us even before the foundation of the world. Even before we knew that we were going to walk in Christ Jesus' steps in faith and love him. He already had a plan for your life. See, I want you to understand this morning. That every single one of you has a purpose and a plan that God has prepared for you. Every single one of you have so much worth in the eyes of God. So much value in His workings that He chose to give you life in Christ Jesus. And He chose and has a plan for your life. And He has it in place so that you can, as you let Him work in your life, as you receive Him as Lord and Savior, and as you let His grace begin to work in your life, He has a plan and a purpose for your life so that, that you know that you matter and that you make a difference and that God wants to use you in helping this world be the kind of world that He wishes it would be and that we long for it to be. And the only way that happens is when you and I who know Him, who understand, I'm a work of art. Now, I admit, some of us are a little, maybe abstract art and other kinds of art, but we're all works of art. And we're the, we're the design of God, the masterpieces of what God is doing. And we need to realize that God wants to take every single one of us and use us for His glory, and use us for His purposes, and use us to touch the lives of everyone else so that they might understand that God has a plan and a purpose for their life too. See, no one is useless. No one has... No value. Everyone is extremely valuable in the eyes of God. 
I believe with everything within me I, that God would die, that Christ would have died on the cross for you if you were the only one here. He loves you. He knows your name. He cares about you. And he has a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. And, it, and as creative as he is in all the master designs that he has and all the creative work, and like I say, you can look around here and you can see nothing's alike. We're all different. But everyone's a masterpiece. Everyone has names, God's name signed across it. Everyone has value. Everyone has worth. Everyone has significance because of who he is and what he is. See, if, uh, an artist might paint a great, picture and put it on a wall and hope people would go see it. A poet might write an amazing poem with the idea that people would enjoy it and read it and, and get significance from it, from it. A composer might compose a, 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 the most amazing piece of music with a desire that there would be those who would play it and, or at least sit under the performance of someone else playing it and enjoy the music that is there. But that's not what God's talking about for you and me. We're not to be just people who are on exhibit. Some of us think that. We come and sit in our pews and think, well, I look pretty good. I'm in church. Nobody, those people out there aren't in church. I'm in church, so I must be pretty good. And that's, we're satisfied with that. But that's not what it's talking about. We're not to be on exhibit. We are created for good works. We're to be doing those things that God has designed for our lives, that God understanding His work in our life and His empowerment in our life and His helping us to have the ability and the giftedness to do the things He's called us to do. We're to be putting those things into practice. We're to be using those things to make a difference in the world in which we live and touching the lives of people around us and all that's happening as we look together. See, if Kwana, Texas is ever going to be touched by God, it's going to be when God's people understand that we are the handiwork of God that we are God's creation that we are God's masterpieces and he created in us by his grace a design and a plan and a purpose so that every single person might know and understand the grace of God in life we talked about it before in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when it talks about the fact that we are ministers of reconciliation that we are the ambassadors of Christ that we have been given a voice of God God himself speaking as though he's pleading through us to other people that they might know God God loves them and God wants to touch their lives and God wants to change their life. God wants them to become the very masterpieces of work just as you and I are. He wants all of us to get a hold of that realization and that understanding of what it means to be God's people, to mean what it does and being a part of that. Let me just share this scripture with you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those, who live no that those who live no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. See, what that says is that because Christ died for us and gave his life for us, that when we accept that life, when we receive that life, and, and we're dead to that old way of life, we're dead to those sins because he paid the price for those, that we no longer live selfishly. Life is no longer just about me. It can't just be what I want, and when I want it, and how I want it, and the way I want it. It has to be for all people. It has to be for others. We live for Him. We live for His sake. We live for the sake of a lost world and what they're being a part of and what they're doing. God desires so very much for us to be His people, for us to understand who we are. 
of this morning, I really want you to hear, not my words, but just open up your mind and your heart for a moment and let God speak to you and let him tell you his words. Listen to him. You, and you can put your name there if you want to, you are absolutely this moment already attained, not waiting for it. You are a state of being God's workmanship. God's masterpiece. God's work of creativity, of design, of purpose. You are of such value to God that He designed you by the grace of His Son on a cross called Calvary. He brought you into His presence and gave you life, new life. You are the creative work of the grace of God. And know this, that no matter who you are, no matter what you may or may not have done, God has a plan for your life. You have meaning. You have significance. You have value and worth. And no matter what anyone else in this world may tell you, you don't have to listen to them. If they try to tell you that you're a, you're a big mistake, that all you do is cause trouble, or if they try to put you down, don't listen to them. Because they don't know what they're talking about. God created you. And if you let him, he recreates you into an amazing work of art. Not so we can sit in our pews, not so that we can get in a frame and hang on a wall, but so that we can walk into this world as the masterpieces of God, doing good works, mighty works, for the sake of the kingdom of God. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we think about this passage of Scripture, it's such an amazing word, as all of your Scripture is, but... Sometimes we get so beaten down by the world in which we live and we listen to all the negative things that are said about us and to us and we lose sight of what it means to be a child of the living God. So, Father, I pray that this morning that you'd just encourage every one of us and that you would help us to know that, first of all, if we have trusted Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we truly have surrendered our life to you and you alone through Christ, that we are your masterpieces. We are your masterpieces of grace uh, uh, to show the world what you can do in any life, in every life that would just let you be the creator within them. God, if there's anyone here or someone viewing by Facebook or whatever it means that has never genuinely put their faith in Christ Jesus, I don't mean they go to church or they've been baptized or they've done all the religious things. If they've never paused and said, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and I believe Jesus Christ is that Savior, and I want to give my heart and my life to Him and accept His work in my life. I want to let Him become the sculptor of my heart, the creator of my purpose and design. I want to let Him use me. God, I pray this morning would be the day they get that settled and they wouldn't put it off any longer. And then as you work in them and they are a part of this great gallery of masterpieces that together we might be the kind of people 
who could impact our city, could make a difference in the things that we do as we live out the good works that you've called us to do, that you designed us to do, that you've provided the means by which we can do it, the power, the ability, the gifts. God, just take hold of our hearts, take hold of our minds. And let us this morning, first of all, in gentle humbleness and gratitude, thank you for your salvation. And thank you for making us creations of grace, masterpieces of the work of God. And then God, help us determine in our hearts, I want to be one that God can use. I want to do those good works. I, I want to be used of God for whatever it is that he has in my life. So, Father, during this moment of invitation that we're about to enter, I pray that you'll just lead in our hearts and direct our thoughts and just help us to do whatever it is you ask us to do, that we'd be ready to respond in a public way. If that's what we need to do, it doesn't matter. Whatever is necessary, that we'd be ready and willing to step out and be the people of God that we've been called to be, that we've been designed to be. And I pray that in Christ's name.